0: Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to midwayusa.com. Oh,
1: here we go, boys. Go. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one.
2: Mr. Johnson. What's up, man? What's going on, bud? Not much, just getting cleaned up from my trip to Nebraska.
1: <laughs> trip to Nebraska. And uh Our annual
2: pilgrimage. How was it? Great. It was really great. How was the uh, uh, snowstorm? Did you get to hunt uh, in the snowstorm up here?
1: Uh, no, I did not. Uh, I actually didn't do any hunting this past weekend.
2: What? I not was, in the
1: snowstorm? No, I was in I was in Texas, Texas, on a not outdoor adventure.
2: Texas, so. what were you doing there?
1: Oh, i visiting a friend. Oh, all right. Yeah, but there wasn't anything outdoorsy to do. I mean, there is, but I wasn't. That's not what I was there for. So.
2: What part of Texas? Uh, Dallas lubbock my dallas <laughs> dallas i thought you said yeah just i was in lubbock texas nothing nothing goose hunting yeah, or yeah, right. <laughs> yeah yeah right i do need to get out there i should i should reach out to those guys but no uh, yeah when i shot some geese myself it was a great time
1: now are you are you saying are you, is this nebraska in air quotes or did you actually go to nebraska
2: uh, I would never say either. I would not answer that question. <laughs> Damn it. It's <laughs> everything I say is in air quotes, Oh, well,
1: Okay, I know, but I was just like, I'm trying to think. You were hunting. Well, I'm trying to remember your snap story now. You there was were- no snap story. There wasn't? I thought I saw some stuff, no?
2: I did I did post a couple of videos of me shooting a goose or two. Oh,
1: thought so. All right, well, fill us in on your hunt in Parts Unknown.
2: Uh, it was awesome. We shot, we came home with the possession limit and, uh, it was really easy and fantastic and relaxing and, uh, great.
1: And relaxing. Yeah. How how was it relaxing?
2: Oh man. So, uh, it's just me and my brother that take an annual trip together every year for like five days. Right. Mm -hmm. And just hunting in a two person group is just Relaxing. It's just, there's nothing, there's not a hundred cooks in the kitchen. There's no arguments. There's just like, hey, what do you want to do? You want to hunt geese here? You want to hunt geese there? Like, yeah. And I mean, we, this area we go to, we hunt public land and we shoot our limit every day. So it's like, that's pretty awesome. Right. It's like, uh you want to hunt on this public spot or that public spot? Or like, what if we get up in the morning and somebody's in this public spot? Well, we'll go to the other public spot and we'll shoot our limit there. You know, it's just
1: was that fun. was that ever an issue? No. Did you have to do that? Was, was there much pressure? Actually,
2: I was actually going to bring this up. There's two things that I, I, that two takeaways from my trip, and one we can get started started with now is we did hunt one private spot, hmm. and so we pulled in in the morning, and a truck pulls in after us, and uh, we were kind of surveying the spot. It was a really small little cornfield that we were going to hunt for some honkers, and this truck pulls in and got like the 20-foot trailer uh, towed behind it and another truck following him. And uh, so we are out in the field and I come walking back and I said, uh, well, hey, uh, hey there, looks like uh, we might be hunting together today, huh? He's like, hey, you talked to Jim? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. I talked to Jim last night. I said, I talked to Jim Thursday. I'm like, okay, i talked to jim last night (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay and (laughs) all right and he's like huh i was like well uh it's just the three of us and then we got nine more coming (laughs) just kidding (laughs) i just i I just uh, me and my brother actually invited somebody out there that we met so there's three of us and uh, i just you know crack a joke break the ice he Mm -hmm. goes i got two kids with me and a dog like just hoping to work with my dog like well, what waterfall hunter isn't just trying to work with their fucking dog, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like 11 years old. Like, I'm just trying to get it trained in. Okay. And, uh. Okay. <laughs> you know, just that's, you know, everybody who has a dog just wants to go hunting with their dog, mm-hmm. obviously. And the spot that we were hunting was like fucking juiced the day before. Like, had geese going to it from for six hours straight, just in and out. And around it for six hours straight.
0: Hmm.
2: Like, there's three of us. There's four of you. Let's just hunt together. Or, you, I mean, if this is such a big deal, you hunt it first. You know, yeah, you hunt it. Get in, Shoot get out. Shoot your limit. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll go in. We'll even help you pick up. And we didn't even get a chance to say that, though, because he wanted to go talk to uh, the partner that he had following him. And then we're like, all right, well. Let's keep looking at where we were thinking about putting the blinds. And we got kind of walk away, kind of expect, like, all right, here's what we should do. And then we just turn around and they're pulling out of the field. Huh. And they went to go run traffic on us. I don't know if it was maliciously or just like to, to avoid being with the three complete jerks he ran into right. out there.
1: Yeah, how dare you.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: and it just. You should have known that he asked that he had permission on Thursday. I know, I should have, shouldn't I? (laughs) How dare, a landowner? Jim should have probably said something.
2: He even muttered something under his breath, like, God damn it, Jim. I was like, Jim can do whatever the, you know, like. (laughs) Jim can do whatever he
1: wants. It's his land, bro.
2: Yeah, it's Jim's land. Jim can let whoever he wants hunt out there. As waterfowl hunters, our responsibility is to make sure people like Jim have no bad time you know like right. by letting anybody hunt like if you go out there and if you come to find out that even though you asked jim not to jim did it let's deal with the situation so jim doesn't get any shit for this or <laughs> you know what i mean feel like there's any sort of incentive for jim to not allow goose hunters in the future right Right,
1: exactly
2: that should be our shared goal, for everybody in the waterfall community. Like, keep the gyms that we got being happy gyms. That's right. That's a good point. And uh, yeah, and so I don't know what he was doing out there, but it kind of was a little bit of a a damper. And we, I kind of had an idea that somebody might be out there the next day because when we asked Jim for permission, he's like. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go, go out there. And look at him. Yeah, go shoot him all tomorrow morning, boys. He was very nice, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we're pulling out, and I seen a truck and trailer pull into Jim's place. As we're, like, scouting around, like, 20 minutes later, I'm like, Jim is pretty fucking nice. What do you think the odds are? He's going to say, <laughs> I just gave somebody else permission, but you guys can play nice together. Right, right, right. I'm like, so there's that. We might have to be dealing with the fact that somebody else got permission. Yeah, multiple which, multiple permissions scenario. And that's fine. That's called, like, public land. Like, everybody has permission, you know? Just deal with it.
1: Yeah, it's like public-private. And <laughs> then the whole thing,
2: like, you have two kids with you. All right, well, let's, you know, make sure they have a good time here. Like, what are you going to be doing, teaching your kids how to hunt, like, a fucking douchebag at this point? Right. And, uh, I mean, it very, I hate that negative shit that doesn't have to be like that, you know?
1: Yeah. Right.
2: I mean, yeah. you're not going to run into a nicer guy in the field than like me and my brother, like a nicer group of hunters. Cause like I said, we've got options out where we go. Like, you know, if it's a big deal, we'll go hunt that piece of public land and go shoot our limit or this other piece of public land and shoot our limit,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, um, I was trying to... I don't know. I just hate that that shit, you know? That people come in there, out there like hotheads, like, this is the one time in my life I will ever get to goose hunt, and how dare you be here? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it's... Yeah, I mean, we ran into it a couple times over the years, you know, where you get the multiple permissions. And generally, though, the landowner tells you, you know, I don't know that I've... I'm sure it's happened, but I can't think of an exact scenario right now where... Somebody, you know, was in the fields like, "Oh, we had permission too." Like, I'm sure it's happened, but usually, usually we know that that might be the case. So when it does happen, we're like, "Oh, all right, well, here we are. We knew this was going to happen, so let's go talk to them and hunt with them," which is what we usually do. So, right. That happened this year, actually. I'm sure we've already talked about it, and then
2: yeah, in your opening day.
1: Yeah, pretty much let them do what they want to do because they had already hunted it the day right, before. Uh... It's like, damn it.
2: <laughs> All you can do is say, damn it, and make sure the landowner still lets people hunk after it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a problem. They were nice guys that shot two birds, so we didn't get skunked. It was fine. I
2: have had it be a problem in in the past, like, where a guy actually went to the landowner's house to complain. That sucks.
1: Yeah. Because what that guy doesn't realize is that's a good way for him to not ever get permission again either, because he'll just—if the guy doesn't want to deal with any drama— He's just going to say no from here on out, or at least there's a good possibility that he'll take that route.
2: Yeah, like, uh, oh, boy, you know, it's a whole lot easier than dealing with these couple hotheads out in my cornfield. Telling everybody no. And right. Say, fuck that. Exactly. And then you have less and less places to hunt. And then it gets more and more and more cutthroat. You get people traveling into different areas like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dang blue platers where the hunting is better but um another takeaway i had from this trip is that we were doing significantly better than all the other goose hunters in the area and uh, we were talking to the the guys that were at the hotel um with us were hunting the same area as us and we were talking to a couple other groups and um nobody was doing good Everybody was struggling pretty hard out there. Hmm. And uh, and me and Tom were shooting our limit every day. And uh, it just, when you know, I would drive around and look at the, the setups people had and kind of just compare them to like what me and Tom were doing, just kind of, I think we had just an ethos of just hunting simply. Like one day we used 25 decoys. Another day we used 35 decoys. Another day we used... 44 decoys, and uh, everybody else, you know, big spreads and a frames, and nobody was just killing birds. And you drive past them and be like, "Oh yeah, there's their giant spread, and yeah, you can see the a frames right there." And I don't know, it, it just was interesting to me that you know, people throwing out the kitchen sink at them were really struggling compared to two dudes. And 30 decoys and a little clucka, clucka, clucka. Yeah, well, definitely easier
1: to hide two dudes than however, you know, six or eight or whatever the other people. Two dudes hide easier
2: than two A-frames.
1: Well, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, I do like A-frames, but I could see, you know, they're, you don't really try to hide an A-frame, you know, exactly. You're being the shoot. Oh, you try right? to hide the
2: people inside the a-frame. <laughs> you do try
1: to hide the people inside the a-frame, <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you have some tall weeds on a, you know, an edge or something that you can brush it into. You just, no, there's no real hiding in a-frame.
2: But, geese yeah. are not scared of. They're not geese are not scared of neither uh, a-frames or layup lines. They're just scared of the people inside of them.
1: <laughs> Those things that are moving <laughs> around and probably flashing their faces at them. They but have no be.
2: natural fear. Of A frames or layouts, correct.
1: Do you think the um like the decoy size or spread size had something to do with it? Do you think a smaller, more realistic spread was had I do. played a role?
2: I do. And just uh not looking like a typical hunter in the area. hmm And it's not like when we're putting out twenty five decoys we're shooting our limit, like, bang, 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 off of public land, like, oh, man, high five, let's take the picture before the sun comes up. Like, one day we didn't limit out until, like, you know, one thirty in the afternoon. You're just sitting out there and, you know, working on birds that are, are trickling past, and some do it and some don't, you sure. know. I think it's just, there's also a, a misconception when, when you set a spread, I think a lot of people think the spread is going to attract geese, like they're just, they can't help themselves but right. come into it, yeah. right? There's, they need like the, the spread, the decoy spread, the decoys, they pull the birds in when reality, like you're not the only grocery store. You're not the only, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you're not the only auntie Ann's in this shopping mall.
1: But So we made a you look know, like, just like the picture in that
2: article. <laughs> but it's like, I think, you just want to set birds up for decision-making. Like if you're walking through a shopping mall and you're walking through the food court, you're going to see all of the restaurants and be like, mm, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. But you know, one that has, I don't know, just obviously has rats crawling around on the shelves. You're going to say no, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh... And like the rest of the rest of all your options are like, maybe so. So, I just don't. I just set a spread that's not a no. Sure. Like birds aren't going to fly past it and go no 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 <laughs> no, no, bird, no no no. We
1: just got shot out of something that looked like that yesterday. Right. Really I like
2: to s- set the Bob. spread. Yeah, we're just going to set the spread to be like nah, maybe. I don't know. maybe. Yeah. And then you get a. But people buy decoys
1: and they want to use them.
2: Oh dude, that people love to buy decoys.
1: Yeah. And if they bought them, they they're using them. They're not they didn't yep. buy them to sit in that trailer by god.
2: <laughs> I know that dude like. I <sighs> <sighs> yeah. str- I struggle with my decoy addiction like everybody else.
1: Well, I I like buying decoys as much as the next guy. But I I'm able to shed that I want to use them thing, you know.
2: I I want to have a successful hunt more than anything.
1: Yes, agreed.
2: And if that means sacrificing playing with some of my toys, that's a hard pill to swallow, but I can do it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think more more so than your like rat analogy, um or mice I don't remember which critter you used, but um it might just be being that different restaurant. You know, you're going down uh the street and all the usual suspects are there, you know, Burger King, what do you guys want? Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, Arby's, you know, it's like all of them. And then there's, I don't know, a Chick-fil-A where there's the only Chick-fil-A in the state. You're like, well shit, let's go there. You know? So if you see, this could be, here's an idea. And this is just an idea. It could be stupid. But if you're out scouting around and you see hunters in the field, and you kind of look at what they're, all running and I bet they're going to all be running pretty similar spreads. Well, when you go to set your spread, don't look like those guys.
2: That's helpful. I do find that like, um, people start to hunt like one another and it becomes very regional. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just natural. Like if you're hunting an area and some guy is having good success doing this like over time, over a season, People are going to start hunting like that guy or that group of guys or something, you know, or that style. Or, you know, a marketing director uh, is doing a really good job at a decoy company and uh, promoting do it like this. People will start doing it like that. And everything in waterfall hunting is very regional, too, from goose calls to decoys. Like what brands and products people use are very specific to like the Midwest, to the Pacific, to the East Coast, to the South guys and um and the, and this a style becomes associated with all these regions and birds just can, they can start to adjust to the way they are hunted as they go down the, the flyway.
1: Yeah, what do you think the most common number of silhouette decoys? would be
2: <laughs> I'll 30 say... dozen <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean it's like when people go and buy their dive bombs they always buy the exact same amount it's like when you hear people talk about oh I have x mount of dive bombs it's like and it's the same it's 30 <laughs> dozen Yes, yeah, 30 dozen it's the same it's, number
2: it, it's 30 <laughs> dozen yeah it's exactly 30 <laughs> and dozen. and
1: they are putting out every single one of those they are so you're gonna have multiple spreads that look almost identical
2: right or th- 14 dozen bigfoots or 85 Greenhead Gears mm-hmm. or 36
1: DSDs. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, it's like, I feel like you either need to go, you know, when you're dealing with like heavily hunted birds or stale birds, as people like to call them, you need to give them something different. It's like, you almost need to go way big, bigger than anybody else really has. Like let's combine four trailers or you go the other way. And, let me tell you, it's a lot easier to pick it up than set
2: out the other way. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> and I do find that there is a number, there is a number of decoys where it, you just, I feel like I don't, I'm not an option anymore because I just don't have the draw power to be a maybe with the goose, uh, with with a with flyer by, or passers by, sure. yeah, and just that's have... like under twenty five decoys is enough to make you an option. Yeah, if you I have eight... felt
1: what's that if you had eight decoys out you know for we're going back to the restaurant analogy you'd be like oh what about that restaurant you're like is that even open like yeah <laughs> those are just a car I've, in the parking lot but i don't know i don't i don't know if that's open let's go to the next place
2: <laughs> i have felt in like i had an inadequate amount of decoys out several times when i was doing like single digits or low teens and that feeling might be inaccurate you know like it could have just been the weather that day mm-hmm. it actually turns out eight is plenty but uh the feel that feeling gets alleviated like and i feel like i have enough decoys right around like the 22 to 25 decoy mark Well, and i start to be like it'll be fine you know well we've got enough decoys out but if i'm running like eight and like Oof. I had to walk out here, so that's what I got. <laughs> that's what I we'll got. We'll
1: see what happens. <laughs> well, it probably depends on if it's a traffic or a next field too, right? I mean, if they're, you know, if you're hunting where you're at least moderately confident that birds are coming, you might be able to get away with eight
2: decoys. But if you're running yeah, traffic, I don't think eight's going to cut it. That's true. So, yeah, me and uh, I'm, head- I'm headed out to uh, Arizona.
1: I lost you there
2: hello there gotcha you're back I'm headed out to Arizona with Joe on Thursday oh that ought to be fun that will be cool uh, Be really unique goose hunting scenario
1: yeah Arizona and waterfalling you just don't hear that too much
2: no you don't I've talked to some guys that like retired down there and they'd say stuff like you know the d- duck hunting down here is actually pretty awesome
1: I've and heard they- I've heard.
2: And I, I just, I guess, take that for what it's worth. I, I've never experienced it, so it, it should be pretty cool. Heck, I've only been to Arizona once.
1: Well, I used to live there, but I uh, can't remember, can't say I've seen a lot of ducks down there. But, you know, I, I guess it goes to, or stands a reason that there's not a ton of water in Arizona. Where you do have water, there's probably going to be some birds. Right. I don't know how you hunt them in that, in that scenario, but, like, do they do the traditional you know, roost, feed, travel pattern, or are they just roosting where they're feeding? Do they have any options? I'm sure
2: they're, they're roosting on the Colorado River where we're going. Okay. And then we'll be in some fields with pits in them. Uh, that's uh, done by the Cebola National Wildlife Refuge.
1: That's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, so I should be able to have Arizona stories next week. That'll be awesome. And I have a pit drawing, so nobody's going to show up <laughs> after me.
1: So you didn't have to talk to Jim for that one. That's nice. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, I guess I have one one tip we can close off the 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 story time with Nick Jay with is uh, I found an awesome gift for farmers when you're traveling out of our region. Oh, Minnesota here, and that is stop at Quick Trip and buy some of those uh, Ellsworth Co-op Creamery Cheese Curds for 5 bucks a bag.
1: That's the ticket out there, huh?
2: You give one of those to a landowner out uh, in Nebraska Nebraska? or or anywhere else (laughs) that you go beyond our region, damn, that's a good $5 landowner gift. They appreciate that like... I've seen faces light up when I huh. gave those cheese curds away. Really? Oh, boy, cheese curds! Like, yep, all the way from Wisconsin. I, mean,
1: I get pretty excited about cheese curds, and I can get them whenever I want, but <laughs> I guess that makes sense.
2: <laughs> it's an awesome $5 landowner gift. Hell, it'd probably be an awesome $5 landowner gift around here, too. Yeah, it probably would be. That's, that's and a, so, that's actually, like, tip. after, just in case, like, that guy went and, um, yelled at Jim about it. I did stop by him. I beat him to the landowners Perfect. and I gave him some cheese curds.
1: Yeah. Well, the other guy screwed, but he didn't come up with cheese curds. He bet came he didn't up, have he came no up with curds. bitching.
2: He came up with expectations that hit that place was his to do what he wanted. That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was already frustrated with Jim. Poor guy.
2: <laughs> well, let's thank our sponsors. Tetra hearing. Tetra. Oh, Your, got a new one no i'm just salty that sound gear made me pay for my still
1: (laughs) now we're going with opposing they're going with their competitors now they're competitors i can't believe i can't believe you made me pay for your product that's it i can't
2: believe i had to pay for those sound gears that i love That I love. I love those sound gears for sure. But anyways, Tetra is I hear very nice. I saw an ad for them in a magazine. That's all I know about them. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I did I did Just, see a couple uh waterways in Texas that, that had some birds on it. I not a lot, but
2: Oh they should be they should be getting some ducks to be there. I would
1: think there'd be some, yeah, I was just driving through the countryside, so I couldn't really tell, but it looked like, you know, there's a couple cattle ponds that were holding, maybe 50, you know, various birds, couldn't quite tell what they were.
2: Nice, well, should have brought some cheese curds. (laughs) I should have, but
1: I did get to, it did get me to thinking, it's like, you know what, like, this is not an area known for duck hunting, and I bet I bet these ranchers probably never get asked that. I bet a guy could go down there and f- probably freelance a pretty badass hunt. I bet you could. I'd bet it'd be easy as shit. Because if they're in that cattle pond, I bet they're going to be in that cattle pond tomorrow. Throw. I out bet. Yeah. A dozen decoys and sit back and wait. You know.
2: All you would need is a little bit of some magic from the Ellsworth Co-op Creamery. <laughs> <laughs> cheese curds. That's, that's our sponsor this week.
1: That's for sure. Have you ever yes. been
2: to Ellsworth and uh, gone to the to the spot they make those? They got a, uh, i think They've so. got a. They've got an ice cream spot right there. Just some fire ice cream.
1: Yeah, I think I have been. I haven't got the ice cream, but I think I did go get some actual like fresh Ellsworth cheese curds before.
2: Absolutely, and I think bond. everybody should check out some Ellsworth the Ellsworth factory and their cheese curds at Quick Trip, our other sponsor. They, <laughs> Quick Trip should be our sponsor or Casey's. Right. I, think I re- saw that they sponsor the, um, uh, Joey Vasallo's podcast.
1: Oh, sure. I see how Midwest they
2: Midwest Flyways. They have real sponsors. Allegedly. They do have real sponsors.
1: And <laughs> 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 how they do it. Well, no, they actually probably reach out to companies. I mean, that would be, that would be an option. I could start we let them come course. to us. That's so right. far,
2: nobody's listened, but <laughs> <laughs> we got high, We got high hopes for the future. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what Absolutely. if somebody came and sponsored this company? Would you even, like, if some, or this uh, podcast. First of all, if somebody, like, uh came to me and was like, I want to sponsor that podcast, Nick, I'd say, talk to Dale. And then they would call you and say, hey, Dale, Nick told me to uh, call you. What do you say?
1: Right. Well. I would give them a number, and then they would laugh, and then that would be that, because that's how these conversations have already gone. Oh, really? Yeah,
2: I mean, what's I'm not. You, what's your number? Like 250 bucks? Uh, a month. A month? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, Dale. <laughs> that's like there That's like as much as like good therapy counseling well, sessions cost.
1: It's advertising. Here's the thing. I, I've I've been in. I've had talks with some companies and I give them a number. I'm not going to say what the actual number is, but it's more than they definitely expected. Well, how are they going
2: to gonna know? Like, Maybe somebody's listening and they're interested. Well, like, they God, to, I wish they, they would just
1: say that number. No, they just need to call me or send me a message. We can talk about it. But it's not an outrageous rate in that it, in the industry, it's not an outrageous rate. What people hmm. don't understand about podcasting is the reach the podcasting has and the impact that podcasting has. And they they'll... They'll blindly, without blinking, spend literal thousands of dollars on print advertising, TV advertising, magazine, radio, all this stuff, but for some reason, when it's for a podcast, they like, they lose their shit. What they don't realize is that the power of podcasting is much more powerful than any of those other types of media advertising. And
2: what podcast. you mean by that is like the power of other people's podcasts. <laughs> well, correct. <laughs> they would have to they
1: would have to try it here to see what the power of this podcast would be. Um, but it's you know, especially you know, I like to use radio as the as the example. Here we're going to get some industry stuff. that's going to bore everybody, but just really quick. I so think it's interesting. If you if you advertise on the morning drive, right, and it's expensive, it is not cheap to get on primetime okay. radio advertising. huh. you you get on there. People get in their car and they drive to work, whether their commute is 15 minutes or 30 minutes, they turn the radio on. If you're anything like me, as soon as your favorite song is over and the commercials come on, I change the channel. So I'm not. Uh-huh. there's a good chance I'm not even going to hear that. Now, if I do mm-hmm. listen to it, there's a whole other set of problems. Just because it's playing through the, the airwaves and coming and hitting me in the ears as I'm driving to work, I might not be inherently interested in what you're trying to sell me. I might sometimes be.
2: if they have an annoying like an annoying commercial I fucking hate them.
1: Right, well that too. So yeah, you you know the radio be like, "Oh, well we reach X amount of people." Okay? But in that X amount of people, what's the percentage that actually give a shit about the product? That could be very low, you know. When it comes yeah, to podcasting. even if they're listening. Right, even if they're even listening. So but when it comes to podcasting, if say they listen to Waterfall Wednesday, right? Well, they're listening to this because they like to waterfall hunt. So if the product you are pushing has to do with waterfall hunting, you literally have a hundred percent of the people listening at least somewhat interested in what you have to say.
2: That's true. Like when I listen to a podcast, I'm if I'm not interested in it, I shut it the fuck off.
1: Exactly. And then it and then on top of that, when you have longtime listeners and then you develop a relationship, you know, with your listeners as as host and we actually stand by a particular product and we're not just willy-nilly grabbing oh this person offered me money i'm going to take this advertising campaign because we could have had we could have had an advertisements for uh i think it's called ShaveMyBalls.com or something like that and i said yeah no right yeah just
2: a weird example
1: yeah i'm not no that's actually that's an actual company and they actually did reach out to me but there but they had the whole thing no i'm serious but the whole thing was they weren't gonna give any money. They're like, Well, if you sell stuff, we'll give you money. It was like a commission and it was like nothing. It's like, no, A, I don't even use I don't use your product and B kick rocks. You got real here's, here's how much. here's how much it costs to advertise on my show. It's either a value to you or it's not. And I don't wanna be and and I don't wanna call anybody out on this, but there's another waterfall podcast that literally has twelve minutes of ads before mm-hmm. you get to anything.
2: 12, well that's just a straight direct Joe 12, Rogan twelve minutes, dude. <laughs> that's like a that's like a pre that's like a Joe Rogan knockoff, like a pre twenty nineteen Joe Rogan yeah. knockoff.
1: Tactic. So I don't I don't even want to do that. I, I don't I don't ever want to be to that spot. So my number is relatively high, but for the would be advertiser, what I can tell you is that if we ever do take on an advertiser, you're gonna get the most bang for your buck because I it will only be for a product I believe in and our listeners will know that. And you're gonna have a greater return on your dollar. So
2: Well, I think that it, i would never advertise any product that I didn't use or believe in because I, I'm just not a very good liar, number no, one. No, yeah, I can and, I, and, I, and I can't I'm good. very good at, like I'm just very good at like telling you why I like boss ammunition. Right. And I mean, we can just you pull believe, up the
1: numbers. Of, yeah, because you believe can in
2: just it. pull up the numbers of bismuth and be like, "Here's why bismuth works better." Like, you know, like I can just—I'm just—I've researched this stuff. I care about it. I want to kill birds cleanly. I want to decoy birds more effectively. You know, I'm—I've I'm, mm-hmm. got skin in the same game as everybody else. Everybody likes. Everybody who listens to this podcast likes the same kind of fun that we do, and we want to have more of it.
1: That's right. So, I mean... Unless you hunt the same field as me. Yeah, And in which case, you know... I, I, want you, I, I will
2: sky-bust everything that comes near you. And I'm going to have a <laughs>
1: serious talk with Jim, if that happens. <laughs> and Just, I'm bringing so him Mel'sworth cheese skirts. A hundred percent. So, yeah, on that, we can... So, if anybody out there is interested, go ahead and send me a message. Well, I'm pretty, we, pretty we can sure... Talk.
2: Like, I'm pretty sure like the only person who listens to this podcast is my dad. So um thank you very well, much dad I would for say, following me the truck. I
1: would say the numbers the, the numbers lie. <laughs> the, numbers, <laughs> the 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 numbers that I see do not co- uh corroborate is that the right word? I believe so. Corroborate corroborate, with corroborate me? uh just your dad listening.
2: <laughs> I'm well I kind of treat the podcast as it is a personal conversation between you, me, and my dad, just because I think that's who the dude lives. I'm pretty certain my dad doesn't listen, actually. <laughs> uh,
1: well, he might. Who knows? Just keep tabs on Thanks for bringing me
2: the truck for the, the Nebraska trip, Dad.
1: That was very That was very nice of you, sir.
2: I'm sorry about the muddy footprints.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> if, you sorry about about it, you if you were sorry about it, you would have cleaned it first before you get back to Oh,
2: God. I'll be hearing about it. <laughs> For forever, I don't know if that
1: was worth it. <laughs> so, thanks to our sponsor, Nick Dad. For <laughs> yeah, Nick's Dad. Thanks Nick's for the sponsor. Dad's travel agency. ammunition.
2: Ellsworth cheese curds. Um.
1: Uh, and that's it.
2: What about the South Carolina town, Charleston?
1: Charleston, and brought to you by the Charleston, South Carolina Board of Tourism, tourism. Department. Yeah.
2: <laughs> God, I'm going. I'm going this summer with Raquel. You we, want... we were thinking it's about. Be amazing. Doing I'll
1: tell you strategy, all the places like... to go and where to eat. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, tell me now. Tattooed moose. Tattooed moose and yep, and get a duck club. Get the duck a club, duck, and the then the duck
2: club at the tattooed moose. That's right.
1: And then there's another place called uh, Caroline's Tiki Bar or Tiki Hut. I think it's called something like that. Anyways, I like Car- Tiki Bar. Caroline's. It'll come up. Uh, used to be called the Voodoo Lounge. They changed the name, but it's actually the same owners that uh, of the uh, Tattooed Moose. And Do they give you, you
2: drinks that are like bubbling with um, dry ice? I don't believe so. Oh.
1: It would have been cool as a voodoo lounge if they did that, but they didn't. <laughs> Anyways, same owner, so they have a they have a somewhat similar menu, but it's not exactly the same. So you can't get the duck club there, but what they have is our duck club sliders, hmm. arguably maybe better than the actual duck club itself.
2: <sighs> well, I think I got to take the wife there. We're gonna have to try this out in Charleston, South Carolina.
1: Duck confit tacos that are amazing.
2: Duck confit tacos.
1: Yes. So there that are there is there good. are other places, in this not just those two places. There are others. We I I will I will uh, put together a list for you, and uh, you'll be taken yeah. care of. As, culinarily, you will be taken care of, sir.
2: All right. How about musically? <laughs> Got some good music joints there. Too, uh, I'm yeah. Imagining. If you just
1: if you're down on the weekends, Friday, Saturday night, anywhere, just go downtown, South Carolina, walk around, and follow your ears. There will awesome, be dude. music emanating everywhere.
2: Is there a sweet smell to the air? Salty, like the sea, yep. but chocolatey, like a factory, kind of like a chocolate factory. There,
1: Charleston definitely has its own smell, and it's it's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> I do. I mean, it's so you get the salt water, the the plume mud, the 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 marsh tidal marsh smell, which might not like sound like it's great. Uh, I love it, but then. Uh, yeah but then there's some other industry smells that kind of intermingle with it and it gives it all, its own it definitely has its own very specific aroma
0: and uh, i nice. find it
1: quite pleasing <laughs> all right man well next thursday or uh, next wednesday we'll chat about uh arizona sounds good dude good luck out there
2: all right thanks man talk Bye. to you later
0: you're listening to the waypoint podcast network brought to you in part by hunt stand the number one hunting and land management app. I'm Will Cooper and you're listening to Stands Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.